For over 10 years, we've been bringing you killer metal music and frank discussions about heavy metal. Wait, who the hell is Frank? You are tuned into MSR Cast, brought to you by Mainstream Resistance. Here are your hosts, Kerry the Metal Geek and Sean the Metal Pigeon. Keep it metal. This is James Avera from Hellstar and Sabbath Judas Sabbath. Rock out with your geek out. Hello, this is Dauber. And this is Cammy. We're from Oceans of Slumber. And you're listening to MSR Cast.
Welcome, my friends, to episode number 280 of MSR Cast. I am one of your hosts. I am Carrie, the Metal Geek, along with Sean, the Metal Pigeon. How are you doing, sir? Very good. It's been in a little while again. It feels like we say that every time. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. Um, I've uh, been a little bit busy. We uh, I started a new job, or old job, back to something like that. Something like that. <laughs> I returned to an old job, which I'm really loving, and then we had... Uh, Comic Palooza, which was last weekend, so I've been sort of like recovering from that. Yeah, been a lot of work, but um, I'm back and ready to bring some metal. I've been jamming a lot of new stuff. Um, what was that first song we we just started the show? We had to start with some fucking power. Yeah, I mean, well, that was one of our weekends gone in May. It was one we of were our weekends. we were uh, in Dallas for uh, Halloween, the the kickoff of their North American tour, and. Um, one of the more incredible shows I've ever seen. Uh, like I should, one of those shows I'm, I think I know I'm going to remember like details from for the rest of my life. Yeah, we haven't really talked about it. This nope. is so. Uh, it was like May 13th or something like that. So yeah, it's been almost a month. But we all we all drove up to Dallas to see the first night of the Hammerfall Halloween tour. Um, let's start. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to say one negative thing. And then we're going to get into all the positive shit. Okay. Um, the merch line was yeah. fucking ridiculous. Uh, I know other friends of mine, and thank you for the guys out there that were trying to assist me on this. I wanted the the Hammerfall Halloween two-shirt, right? Well, a friend of ours uh, waited in line for hour and a half, hour 45. And by the time they got up there... Um, so uh, the shirt that I wanted in my size, which was the Halloween and Hammerfall together, United Forces tour shirt, was gone at the moment. They had your size. Yeah. But they, they basically told them that, um, yeah, there's more maybe in the bus, but we're not going to go get them now because I'm the only one run, working the, the merch booths. Like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? Yeah. We, we might get them afterwards, but... There was one, that's my complaint, and it's apparently been the whole tour. One merch guy, there was the, the Hammerfall merch girl. I wanted to go buy the the anniversary album vinyl, but you had to wait in the regular line to get to it. It was just, it, did, it was not very, it wasn't set up right. Yeah, I don't think it was doing either band any favors it in was terms not. of selling merch, like... And maybe it was a consequence of the venue having the merch thing set up the way it did, where it was like a kind of a bottleneck towards it, where maybe in other venues, Hammerfall would have their own space and their own separate line. I don't know, whatever. When we got there, the line went all the way back to the stage. We we walked in at 6.15 p.m. The show, Hammerfall was going to take the stage at 7.15. We were in line at the merch, like right when we got in. And I'm not kidding you. By the time it was like seven o'clock and we're like, man, we... We need to go. Like we're gonna go watch Hammerfall, and a fr- and and thankfully uh, we had a friend a volunteer, Rusty and his wife from yeah. uh, Lone Star Metal, and she volunteered to buy the shirts for everyone, which was the coolest thing ever. Yep. And shout out to her. And I, I got I did get a shirt. I got a Halloween shirt. Um, it's not, but you know I can't complain. Yeah. It's not the tour shirt that I wanted, but hopefully they'll 
put it online, maybe I'll, I'll maybe purchase it then. I mean, no kidding. She was in line directly behind us. Yeah. Six fifteen p.m. She, she they, they missed, missed the whole Hammerfall. She thing. missed Hammerfall, and like she was only able to get out of the line with all the everything bought three minutes before Halloween took the stage or something uh, like that. It was, it was a little bit, maybe like ten minutes. Yeah, it's it something was ridiculous. Time I bought them drinks for helping us basically. To put it this way, she was in the line for well over an hour or something ridiculous like that. So like. Uh, we're clearly over an hour. Um, that's the longest merch line I've ever seen in my life. And I've been to big arena shows and Iron Maiden shows and where, you know, they have like 20 people selling merch and it's like not a big deal. Like, like yeah, just get a shirt and you're in and out in like two minutes. And it's, it was crazy. It was, it was legitimately crazy. And I thought it was just the venue's fault. And I was asking local guys who yep. were, who were living in Dallas. I was like, you guys been to this venue? Is the merch line always this bad? They're like, well, it's not this bad. I mean, it's, it's always long here, but it's not this bad. So I think it was like to like a slow merch guy with, who had a stubborn attitude apparently. So yep. we've heard, um, I didn't really see him or anything, but, and then so we, I, I got to give a big thank, thank you to Crystal and Rusty Connor. Yeah. Um, Local friend of ours from Houston, they used to run, they will, they still do, uh, Lone Star Metal. He was the uh, tour manager or something for a Sui Dakra. Sui Dakra, yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. We hung out before the show with them at this really cool burger place called Twisted Root Burger Company. Yeah. <laughs> right across the street from the venue ish. Um, I've been to one in uh, a different uh, Texas city. Uh, pretty good. Yeah. Oh, great was, burger, yeah. It was a great burger. It was like the perfect beginning to the show you know what i mean yeah uh but thank you to you and you know i had to repay him so i bought him like a 15 dollar drink yeah those places are not fucking cheap no it was alcohol for sure um i mean i still got a shirt it's not the one that i really wanted but you know first world problems type of deal you know what i mean yeah could could have been a lot worse yeah well i i when we were in that line and it wasn't moving i was like you know what no big deal i'll just order a shirt later on online and she volunteered, and I was just like, "Dude, that's like way cooler than you need to be right now." So, right, yeah, very appreciative. Of yeah, that. but we did make it in time to see Hammerfall. Mm-hmm. I had plans the night before to go see Hammerfall. Yeah, they did the headline, headline show, show in Houston. Houston. Yep, the Warehouse Live, the studio, the smaller location. It was the same night. It was like another metalcore band was playing in the main stage. Mm. I can't remember. It was like. I, I can't remember the band, um, but I'm like, that would have been weird. But um, with my new job working, I had to get some work done and then, you know, packing, getting up early the next day to drive down there. It just didn't happen. I was like, all right, I'm going to see him the next day. I can't can't complain. You yeah, know? you can't be too bummed about it. Yeah. Uh, they put on a fucking great show. Yeah. Uh, they know how to fucking uh, control a crowd for sure. It was so cool to see him on a big stage because we've only seen them in small clubs um up until then so yeah i've only seen him at like scout bar yeah yeah the, that really tiny stage so it was cool to see like oscar have the room to throw his guitar 20 feet in the air like a maniac like he was doing <laughs> and yeah they're they're just they're so good it was a perfect opening band for this tour you know if there had to be a band to open for him this was they it did this, they did this tour in in europe and i was so happy when they announced it was coming here yeah and I mean, opening band, they still played a fucking good hour set. They played yeah. like 11 songs. So. It was, a, and they had a good set list too. And they did like a Crimson Thunder 20th anniversary medley. Yeah, that was which awesome. Was pretty cool. Uh, we did nothing but jam Halloween and Hammerfall all the way up there. So yeah. we were prepared. Yeah. Um, 
We were riders of the storm all the way to fucking Dallas. I was listening to a ton of Halloween on the way up there. Yeah. Um, and a ton on the way back, too. Just, I couldn't get enough, really. And I've been listening to them pretty much most of this past month, honestly. I've been going back to Halloween a lot. Have you been going, like, through their, their catalog, or what have you been doing? Just, like, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I was, you know, on the way up there, like, listening to Keepers and Walls of Jericho and everything. But, like, on the way back, I was like, man, I haven't listened to, like, Master of the Rings and, you know, um, Dark Ride and Ages. Um, so I was, like, let's re- revisiting those. I've actually thought about going back and re-listening to uh, Keeper Part 3, the, what was it, The Legacy? Um, just cause yeah. I, I only really listened to that like a couple of times when it came out and just sort of wrote it off. But I don't know, like I, I'm sort of trying, I'm, I'm in this place right now where I'm kind of reappraising all their, all their, trying to go and back and listen to all their stuff. So, um, the, the funny thing, you know, our friends in the metal exchange, uh, Justin and Chris recently did an episode on, um, pink bubbles. Yeah. And so one of my, one of the things I've been doing, I haven't listened to the episode yet, but one of the things I've been doing is going back through their old episodes and just listening to the album with them. Like I'll listen to the album, then I'll listen to the podcast that that's covering the album. And if you don't know the show, you should, but those guys just like, they pick an album every week and they, they deep dive on it and they give their thoughts on it. And it's the best metal podcast. Well, one of the best. Besides Besides ours. I mean, it's, it's definitely one of my favorite podcasts ever. And a big thing you mentioned that uh, I want to give Chris uh, Nietzsche. I hope I'm saying your your, your last name correct. Yeah, I dude. think so. Yeah. Um, he was one of our, our our friends who tried to get me that shirt. Same oh, thing yeah. in the New York show, and then Brian Hewler is a good friend of our show. Same thing when he saw him too. Wow. So it was so it's really just that merch guy. Then it's a it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's a whole thing. The whole deal. Um, but yeah, going back to Hammerfall real quick, I made a. I made a comment when they were playing. I'm like, "Fucking Oscar looks like a fucking Targaryen." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does. I mean, he's he fa- could. He should have been an extra on that show. He should have. He's he's totally. He fits the the just the long straight white hair. Yeah, he, he's the perfect build for a Targaryen. It would have been perfect. Yeah, you know. But uh, what do you think of their set list? Um. Honestly, they could have played anything, and I think it would have been happy. And it, it, it was a great set. It was really great because the thing I that I took the most joy in was getting the the old school medley yep. with Kai on the weed vocals. Like that, that was really cool. No, no, no. I'm still talking about Hammerfall. Oh, Hammerfall. We're gonna get into Halloween in a second. Um, uh, yeah, Hammerfalls was. I mean, uh, there are certain things I want to hear at a Hammerfall show, and they ticked all the boxes. They made um, my. They made my heart. A fire. Yeah. I mean, you know, last man standing. That's like, it's, it's so great. I mean, I, I couldn't complain at all. I, I was enjoying it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when they when they came through the couple years ago, we went and saw them when they were doing Glory of the Brave. Yeah. The anniversary right. stuff. And they were doing special stuff for that. That was a cooler set because it was more special. This was more just general kind of like the hits or mostly hits yeah mostly hits yeah. but it was they were just they played so well it was it was a great set for what it was you know you know i i think i've made this comment or the story the first time i ever heard hammerfall it was like in the late 90s it was like on a uh, like a Vakken compilation live thing and i'm like who the fuck is this band yeah coming out of here singing a song about themselves i'm like <laughs> those fucking egos and then it took me a long time. I don't know what happened, but it was like, it was like something in my brain just clicked. I'm like, oh, Hammerfall. Holy fuck. I like them. Yeah. And then it was like, holy 
shit, I love that band. Yeah. It was just like, it, it was like an instant reaction to that. I, I heard I heard a Legacy of Kings on Metal Meltdown Radio back in like '99. Yeah, and it was like, Whoa, and I emailed Doctor Metal. I was like, Whoa, who who was that band? And he told me about them, and I, that was it. And I was I was on the Hammerfall, on and the Hammerfall like, train. Got a Renegade the day it came out, and everything. You know, see, they're a band, man, that you could say an album title or a song name, and the song. Mel- mel- melody of the song instantly pops in your head. Yeah. When you said Renegade, the song just automatically jumped in my mind. Yeah. It's not a lot of bands are like that. You know what I mean? And you know, the thing is they on stage, um, they, they, they made a comment about like how, like, you know, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the band you're about to see. Sure. And when you listen to their sets back to back, like not only, I mean, it's so, it's, this it seems like such an obvious thing to say, but when you get to see that in person, like this band was this is the biggest influence on this one band. This, ha- Halloween was the biggest singular influence on the creation of Hammerfall. And you like hear their sound back to back. You're like, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. you don't get opportunities to experience that every now and then. No, you don't. And it's obvious too, yeah. Yeah. So let's get, in, let's get into the, um, the set list for Halloween. Um, I probably mentioned this on the show before. This is my third time seeing the band. I unfortunately never saw them on the Headbangers Ball Tour, but... The, I've never seen them in Texas until this show. The yeah. only other two times I've seen them were, oddly enough, in Chicago. <laughs> First time I was visiting family, and I saw that they were playing, and took a cab and headed off to see. It was uh, only Andy Darris at the time, of course. Um, it was, I don't know, 96, 97-ish, maybe, 98, I can't remember. But they did a tour with Jag Panzer, who uh, we might be playing this episode, and... Uh, Pissing Razors is on that show. Well, what a, a what a bill what a lineup, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you don't know Pissing Razors, they were from uh, Texas as well. Yeah. And they they just sort of reformed and doing shows now too. So, but yeah, uh, it was very interesting. It was a good show. And then we went uh, in twenty, I think twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. to go see them in Chicago. Uh, they played like a three hour set in a small fucking club, um, and it was fucking phenomenal. It was, I'm going to say it, it was probably in my mind's eye better than this show because it was the first time seeing him in this um, iteration. Yeah. Everybody with all three vocalists and the whole the whole stage set up, even though they're on a much smaller stage and a much smaller venue, um, it just has like special place in my, in my memories, you know? Yeah. So let's get to this show though, Dallas. Um, Phenomenal show, man. Yeah. Lighting, video, everything. Yeah, it was the, like the state the giant pumpkin in the middle giant of the stage. Pumpkin, drum riser. Yeah. Fucking great, man. Um let's talk about the set list. Was there any songs that they played that you were surprised by or any songs they did not play you wanted to hear? The um well, I mean, cause uh, you know, I looked at the year because it was the first day of the North American tour, we weren't exactly mm-hmm. sure if the set list would carry over from Europe. It mostly did, I think. I'm pretty sure it yeah, almost did. Pretty much did. It was yeah. Like um, 99.9% or something like that. So I knew everything that was going to be on the thing. The thing that really surprised me, and it, when, I'm, when I was in the moment and just like experiencing all those songs, the one that really kind of tugged at my my like emotions and stuff was uh, Forever in One when when Kisuke and, and Darius did the duet. Yeah, they, they, they brought like this... 
they came out the you know the the, the slow acoustic version because it was starting it was of just it. Sasha up there right and then they came out with like these little chairs yeah and, like they're hanging out and singing together and it was just like uh, I don't know I, I sort of actually I I remember in the moment thinking like rem- going back in my mind and thinking like to the late nineties going like and hearing all these things like talking to Doctor Metal and and how he would interview like you know guys from halloween and they would be like yeah that's never gonna happen he's never gonna be back in the band and i was all kind of just like running through my mind and i was like i remember thinking that they would hell would freeze over before this guy's on stage with halloween again and then seeing him up there with andy Darris, just those two guys yep. singing that andy Darris era classic yeah and just like it was it was like a real head fuck moment for me i was like i this is such a cool moment and that's the one thing i'm going to take away from that show like Above all else, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's it's that I can't think of any other metal band or any other band of any genre of any music that are doing what Halloween is doing. They have all three vocalists ever in the band, yeah, on tour together singing, and they put a fucking album out together, yeah. It's unprecedented, unprecedented, really. The, the, I mean, the closest thing, and it's not even really that close, it would be like what the Scorpions did at Vakken a couple years ago. Okay. Five years, seven years ago, whatever, when they had like all the old members on stick, you know, with as many as they could. Like Yuli was there and everything. Well, like Judas Priest did that with the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but it's yeah. not. Not not in the grand scale that Halloween's doing it. Right. Like, where it's that'd a vocalist. Like, you know? That'd be like Anthrax getting back with Neil Turbin and John Bush and Belladonna all touring together. I mean, they and they really, Anthrax really should look at what Halloween's doing and sort I of. I totally agree. Take a page from him and go, like, this is a There's way for a, us to. There, Anthrax t- uh, tangent, real quick. Um, that uh, there's still been rumors that John Bush is putting together this uh, Anthrax tribute tour. That he's going to do all of his, uh, you know, hmm. Anthrax stuff. And Rob Caggiano just left Volbeat this week. Oh, wow. I wonder if there's something there. Huh. Wow. That'd be cool, right? He left. That's a huge gig to walk away he from. He left after 10 years, yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, I mean, that you could always see that being the stepping stone, right? To where, like, they're like, oh, he's doing that, and... Right. Well, what if we, hey, you know, like, and talk to everyone, and like, hey, what if we did this, sort of like what the Halloween guys are doing, and, you know, it could work. What if we do the Sound of White Noise tour? I, I mean, I'm I'm fine if John Bush just goes out and does Anthrax songs. I'm good with that. I, I'll I, be there. But I think, like, you know, especially this late in the game, I'm not saying that they're anywhere near close to retiring, but... You, you have to if, if, Halloween they wrote a song called Mr. Ego <laughs> and directed it towards Michael Kiske and like this is a song about you know our former singer yeah. and this was the first single that they released with the Andy Darris lineup and you were they were willing to put that acrimony and that bitterness aside and from the, some of the stories I've read it was really bitter for yeah. a while where they were only talking through lawyers etc they were able to put all that aside and do this and and for the legacy and for fans, for fans and yeah. and any band should be able to get shut up and get it together. Guns and Roses reunited for God's sake, yeah. or m- the core lineup. They're so, touring again. So like you, you know see that they're coming to um, Minute Maid. Minute Maid with I'm considering. Allison I'm considering going. Considering um, the, Maybe. the 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 venue sucks. Um, yeah, I've never seen a concert there, but I was looking at the ticket layout. It sucks so bad. Um, my office is about. 100 feet away from there. So. Yeah. 
you might just be able to hear the show. Maybe. That'd yeah. be cool. I'm going to work late that night. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> just hang outside, outside the venue. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, but so, you know, Halloween doing what they're doing, I think, is – any band should be able to get this together and do it, you know? There's only a few tracks that I was really wanting to hear. Um, Tale That Wasn't Right, I always love when Keith K sings that. If I Could Fly, that would have been cool. They did Perfect Gentleman, though, which I was not expecting that. Um, yeah. You know, um, I was expecting more from the new album, too. They did Skyfall and um, Best Time. That's I think that's it, right? Uh, Mass Pollution. Mass Pollution, that's right. Um, they did three uh, yeah. songs in. I was expecting them to do Pumpkins United, which I saw them do last time. There's a, a few things here and there, you know. Uh, I would have been a little bit happier to hear a few more songs from Keeper of the Seven Keys, one or two. I would have loved to have heard March of Time. That was on, that was, if I had to really pick something, I would say that that was one of the songs I was hoping they would play, but I, I kind of knew that it was a long shot, but it's always been one of my favorite Halloween songs. They did, so. they did that whole uh, Kai Hansen uh, medley sing in the middle of, that was of cool. the show. Yeah. yeah. And actually, I kind of, I mean, I know that they had to do some whole keeper songs, but I kind of hope they would do like a keeper melody. Sure. For you know, like, but I, I get it. You know, there's only so much time you have. And Skyfall. They came out with Skyfall, and that just that song just fucking killed it live. Yeah. Just, such a great song. It's a great song. Yeah. I mean, it was. It's hard to come to. You can nitpick and go. I wish they played. A, I'm alive or a little time, but. Yep. Uh, you know. It's, I can. Yeah. I don't know. It was. Phenomenal show, worth every thing that we had to do to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, the whole waiting in line, bull, bullshit. You know, it was annoying, but did not ruin my night. No, no, if, if, at all. Had a freaking crazy rainstorm on the drive back. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. I was like, ah, I need, I don't need this, but yeah. Other than that, it was fine. All right. Well, that's our uh, review of the Halloween show tour after it's over. Yeah, I um, mean, if they come to your city again, you have to go see them. This is the first time they played Dallas in like 19 years. Yeah, almost 20. I mean, come on. Hey, the, the crowd, the, the guy I was standing next to, and in, in the conversation that he and the other guy were having, and I was talking to them too. Everyone was so excited, and just the sense of energy. And people had been when when they played Forever and One. The two drunk guys in front of me were like you know swaying back and forth. And we knew a lot of people there too for being a Dallas show. You know, I had these like really really tiny, super excited um, wi- girls in front of me who were just like screaming their heads off at like during the Kai Hansen medley, and I was just like, really? this is. Everyone's enthusiasm was just off the charts, so it was it was so cool. And instead of like, you know, you go to shows and you can see, you know half the crowd's jaded, half the crowd's tired. Now everyone was fi- it was a Saturday night. Everyone was fired up. It was great, great into, atmosphere. Ran into a local legend from Dallas, uh, John Perez, in the audience towards the end of the show. Yeah, our our good friend Colin was hanging out with someone. I was like, oh hey, I went up to him. I was, I, I was like, I don't know if you remember me, but I introduced myself again. He's like, oh fuck yeah, man. So, because I used to deal with him with, you know, mainstream resistance right. all the time back in the day. So, yeah, that, it was cool to see him. It was a, it was a, it was a great fucking show. We got yeah. to hold the, one of the giant um, pumpkin, the inflatable pumpkin that they were throwing out the end or the. Oh yeah. The giant thing. beach balls. Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah. yeah. It was a good, it was a good fucking show. 
All right, let's get on to the rest of the episode. Um, speaking of local, let's get into something from the brand new Necrofire. Have you had a chance to uh, dive into this album yet? I have not. I did not even realize they released a new album. It came out uh, last Friday. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, new album is called Burning Shadows in the Southern Night. Uh, it's such... It's so fucking good. It's There's new things on this album that aren't... Um, it's Southern black metal. It's really good. There's like, uh, there's definitely different styles and, and, and things they're trying on this album. Uh, Dauber, of course, is killing it on drums, but it's not what it, it fits everything. It's not like overpowering the rest of the band. Um, Samir, who's also in ocean of the slumber, our friend plays guitar. He's full-time band member now. Uh, vocals is Christian Larson, yeah, um, from Night Cobra and the guy, local legend who uh, who started Hell's Heroes, which yeah. they should be announcing the lineup soon for that. And as of today, Watchtower has said they've reunited to do the Keep It True Festival. I think that's one of them. Oh They're yeah, do other shows. So Jason McMaster is the singer of the band now. So yeah, it makes sense for them to headline. Yeah. It totally makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't be surprised to see them announced. Uh, and then another band I'm hoping they would, would will be announced is Jack Panzer. Yeah. They would totally fit. New album just came out. Uh, they need to fucking play. Yeah. I would expect them to be up pretty high on the bill, too. Maybe, yeah. not, maybe not a headliner, but uh, certainly They'd be like there. second to third yeah. from the headliner Yeah, one night. You know what I mean? I, we, we can speculate all we want. Um you know, it's, you know what's a weird thing to speculate on? This is a, an aside, but suppose the the John Schaefer stuff never happened, like that, like he that never happened, like the white that whole. Oh, but it, but it did happen. But it did happen. Oh yeah. But like, do you think like they would be one of those bands that would be considered for that festival? Stirs? Yeah. Um, I would think so. I mean, it feels like a lot of the bands and stuff that have been playing, there is a, of course some old school you know thrash stuff going on. But uh, a lot of the stuff is like new, the new wave of uh, yeah. classic heavy metal type of bands, uh, yeah. which is all great. Um, we've talked about them diversifying, which I think they're they've really started to do. You know what they should do? Get immortal. Demonaz is oh, immortal. Fuck. That I would, I could, I mean, getting fucking Tom G. Warrior to do a whole Celtic Frost set. Yeah, I'd never expected that. Yeah, I don't know if Demonaz would ever want to play a show, but like get that guy <laughs> if immortal played man that that would be a destination show for people yeah yeah for sure all right yeah let's get into uh, a new track from necrofire this is called call to the beyond from burning shadows in the southern night uh this is on um believe it on season of mist records yeah season of mist underground activists is the name of the label that it's on but season of mist check it out brand new music from Necrofire. We'll be right back.
we're back and the uh, balls. Uh, <laughs> That's and, a Metal Geeks inside joke. If if you haven't listened to that show, um, yeah. And this uh, was uh, Anubis Gates' first album in a long time. Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Yeah, first album in seven years. Yeah. Uh, album's called Interference. That song was Emergence, and before that. Well, was uh, Houston yeah, guys yeah, Necrofire. Necrofire. Let's uh, let's talk about the Anubis Gates. Um, as it, this is your first time hearing this album? No, no, I I listened to it uh, once through, um, but only once through. There's a couple albums I still need to um, pay more attention to. I'm trying Sorry, to. Sorry, I pluralized it. It's not a plural. It's just Anubis Gate. Uh, yeah, one gate. Yeah, one gate. Yeah. I don't want to be the gatekeeper here, but... Was this last week or the week before? I, I'm losing track of when these um, albums came out. Last week, I think, June. Yeah. Beginning of June. Yeah, everything that came out last week got pushed to the back burner. I'm trying to finish up a Metal Pigeon thing right now, so I'm, um, yeah, behind. I feel you. I've been, yeah, I've been a little busy, so I've been trying to catch up as well on, on yeah. a few things here and there. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I really like this album. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a good year for, like, really good prog metal. Um, my top albums are yeah. prog metal right Actually, now. Actually, yeah, it has been a good year for prog metal, um, which is not something I, I foresaw coming The happening. prognosis is good? <laughs> the pro- God damn it. <laughs> I almost didn't even want to say it, but I had to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Anubis Gate. And the thing is, I, I need to go back and listen to the 2014 album because obviously I haven't listened to that since 2014. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just to give... Uh, well, they, I mean, they did a couple of covers albums in in the meantime. Huh. Uh, they did covered in black and then uh, covered in, what's the other one? Covered in colors. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, the the covered in colors one, the covered in black, I think it was a covers album. Um, the the last one, the tw- the, the covers album, the, the color one was like 2020, so. Um, what was the, what was that Damien Wilson covers thing he was doing a couple years ago yeah like like the, covering like are you talking about made in england yeah 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 i was listening to a little bit of that I love uh, the other day Damien wilson's voice man he's yeah. such a good voice yeah uh anyway uh back to anubis gate um <laughs> yeah no i mean from what i heard it was it was interesting i just need to give it more time yeah they're uh they're danish aren't they yes very yeah um they're I mean, you're you're a lot more into like the power metal and some of that other stuff, like some of the boards and stuff like that. Is there any people talking about this new album right now? Um, I, I need to go and check. Um, if it crosses the line too much into prog, you get a little get some people tuning out. Oh yeah, yeah. This is definitely prog. Yeah. So you know, it, it, bands that straddle the line always have Speaking a harder of, time. I get to go see a prog show in a couple of weeks. I'm going to the uh, Animals as Leaders, Devin Townsend. Oh, yeah. And uh, Dream Theater show, yeah. which is literally 10 minutes from my house. Yeah. Yeah. The it's nice, interesting. nice venue. Yeah. It's going to be, um, it's going to be DTP, you know me. Uh, Dream Theater hopefully playing some better stuff than what they've been putting out lately. Oh, my God. There was a, a live stream they did. Um, I think it was yesterday or the day before. I can't remember. I was watching it. They had this guy from uh, this British uh, guy. I don't know who he was, but it was him and then Petrucci and then Devin and then one of the guys from Animals as Leaders. 
it might have been another person from Dream Center. I can't remember, but this guy was acting like he was their best friend and telling really fucking bad jokes. Hmm. I had to turn it off. It was so bad. Devin was just like, "Dude, are you, are you serious?" Yeah. When you when you get Devin, you're just like, "Holy fuck!" Was it like that Zach Wayne guy, whatever that dude's name is from Apple Music, who's like just the worst? I don't know. It was it was <laughs> bad, dude. I was like. I was like, oh, it was like one of those uncomfortable whole things. Yeah. But Patricia did say that they would be, since they're headlining, they're not, well, the headline, but they're not playing, they're not the only band because they were used to doing these an evening with shows. So their set lists are much shorter. They might, they'll, because the guy asked him, are you going to do any like long, um, you know, songs? And he said there will probably be one. I don't know which one. Hmm. My favorite thing on these uh, digital. Uh, jukeboxes when you go to like a bar or something. No, yeah. Um, I always choose uh, change of seasons, change of seasons from Dream Theater because it's like like two plays yeah. you pay for it and then like it lasts for a fucking half an hour. Yeah. Like how long is this going to go on? How people? <laughs> how long before people just make like, people hate Dream it? Theater? <laughs> Shazamming this. Like, what is this? Oh, Dream Theater. That's <laughs> uh, one of my favorite things to do. But yeah, that, I'm looking forward to seeing. I haven't seen Devin Townsend since, of course. A couple days before the pandemic hit and everything shut down. Yeah. So it's been a little while. New album, everything. So it'd be fun. I I have like nosebleed seats, but whatever. I'm just there to enjoy the show. You know what I mean? Is this full band or is he just doing like acoustic type stuff? Uh, No, it's a band. I don't know who's in the band. Hmm. Yeah, because I, I read, I heard an interview with him. I may have been on the podcast or something where he was talking about how it's. It might just be cheaper for me to do like acoustic shows now and. Because, you know, bringing along all this stuff, it's so expensive. Yeah. and like, I, I mean, I definitely can see that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was Anubis Gate. Um, the song that we, we played for you is called Emergence. It's the first track on the album. Uh, the album is called Interference. Um, if you're a prog metal fan, I definitely recommend checking these guys out. Uh, very British prog metal, you know what I mean? Yeah. But they're not British. They're, they're, they're Danish. But... Um, and before that, local Houston guys, Necrofire, this is their second full-length album um, called Burning Shadows in the Southern Night. If uh, you enjoyed like the last uh, uh, Ocean of the Slumber album, how they were still doing something completely the same, but completely different at the same time, that's what I feel about this Necrofire album. I, f- I feel like this is like the direction... That they should be going in. Hmm. Um, you're more of the black metal uh, aficionado than I am. So, what was your opinion on this song? Uh, I mean, the 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 band that immediately you kind of, or the comparison, I guess, that leaps out to me was kind of like Watanish, like modern day Watanish. Mm-hmm. Maybe like you remember that band Necrophobic a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I don't know. They they definitely have. I guess it'd be more stripped down Watan. Yeah, but um, it's good. Though. That's who they remind me of, you know, and which you can, is probably what I'm responding. to. I can to. hear the southern guitar tones and yeah. the influences in it too. You know what I mean? Like lyrically, I, th- I have to think that Dauber's involved in the songwriting direction of this band because, like, that whole southern, um, you know, gothic southern uh, evil black metal stuff. Like, that's very much like a seeming like an Oceans of Slumber pioneered yep. thing. And uh, yeah. there is a couple appearances by Cami on this album. Yeah, not um, anything over the top that doesn't make sense, but just some 
like an instrumental where her vocal, uh, her her voice sort of fits like this serial plain type of thing. It works really well. Yeah, it's a good album. I definitely recommend everybody go check it out and uh, support them if you can. Um, let's talk about a couple tours that are coming up. Um, since we we just mentioned the Devin Townsend show, uh, a Thrashtastic show coming up tour. They just announced that Overkill is touring with Exhorter and Heathen. Yep. I'm excited for that. That's Scout Bar, right? Yeah, Scout Bar, one of the other bands. One of the other shows I saw right before the pandemic on that Friday was Overkill and Exhorter. Yeah. And it was great. Uh, I've never seen Heathen live. I've I've been looking forward to seeing them live. That's going to be fun. Yeah, that could be a good one. Um, I have not listened to that new Overkill album. It's good. <laughs> was that like when did that come out? Like two ish months ago. Yeah, yeah. I have not listened to yeah, that at really all. Really good, yeah. good songs on there. It's a, uh, it's overkill. Yeah. Not that it too much overkill is overkill, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, then also, I'm excited for this tour. Uh, Danzig, Behemoth, Twin Temple, and Midnight. Such a fucking cool eclectic tour. And Danzig is playing Danzig One in its, in its entirety at the right. show. Yeah. And the Houston date is at Wide Up Music Hall, but it's on the outside stage, which I love that. I love that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, you know, I was kind of wondering when I first saw this, I was like, man, that's going to be really packed inside. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go to that one. No, why not? Because I've seen Behemoth enough. I'm not really wild on Danzig. Okay. Um, I've seen Midnight a lot too. I have to. Um, I don't know. We'll see. My we'll, wife is excited to see Twin Temple since we missed them with Ghost last year. Yeah, but I'll have to check them out. Maybe that'll change my mind. Yeah. Do you, you've you've listened to them before, right? Twin Temple. No, I don't think so. So Twin Temple is this fifty style duop group hmm. that sings about Satan. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah they're very interesting. <laughs> They, uh, our friend John Winningham and, and uh, his wife Laura at their wedding, the first time I've been I've been together with my wife for 24 years as of this week. First time we ever danced together was to a Twin Temple song. <laughs> so there's some saying something right there. Yeah. Uh, also playing at um, the outdoor theater at uh, White Oak Music Hall in I think September ish. I think Tenacious D is coming back. Oh yeah. I uh, said so we're gonna do a Metal Geeks get together at that show because it's Wait, been what venue at the White Oak. Oh, okay, it's the outside. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and I have a little bit of relationship now with White Oak, so some of these shows we might be giving away tickets to. We'll we'll check us out on our social medias at MSRcast and the Metal Geeks and our uh, Facebook group Metal Geek Society. We might be giving away some tickets soon. Um, yeah. just some of these shows, some of these metal shows coming to uh, White Oak, which I, I'm. I love that. I like that venue a lot now. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, all right. So what do we have coming up next? Um, uh, well, of course, it's your boy. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Wouldn't be an episode of MSR casting once we were talking about Arjun Lukinson in uh, some capacity. We have to say his name right, right? Uh, isn't, isn't it Lukinson? Aryan. Aryan. Aryan, yeah. Uh, so he has a new project out. Um called supersonic revolution um it's it's very it's very interesting um that he went in this direction and didn't do like uh 
I mean, a new Arion or because they just did a Star One album recently. So this is basically um, he put together another project. Basically, um, I'm trying to. I'm pulling up the album. The album is called "The Golden Age of Music," which is the track we're going to play. Um, but this features uh, people that he's worked for with before. Uh, used uh, is phenomenal on this album. Um, one of the best keyboardists, I think, that's playing out there right now. Um, it's really, really good. Um, I just got the the uh, vinyl from Amazon, surprisingly. It came in, the, the limited colored one and all that. I almost did uh, a cover song. They do a really, the last four or five tracks are all covers. They do a really cool cover of Fantasy from Earth, Wind, and Fire, and once you hear it, you're like, oh, that's such a cool version of that song. Yeah. Uh, it, they also do a uh, ZZ Top song, but the album is sort of a, a tribute to that late, that 70s, 70s yeah. style, glam metal attack, David Bowie, Alice Cooper, Deep Purple, all that kind of Very stuff. Deep Purple. I mean, the, oh, the yeah. Hammond, the organ, that Hammond organ sound is seemed to be very prominent throughout the stuff I've heard. It yeah. is. It's totally across everything. Um, so I'm trying to pull up the, the band members that are in this um, in the project. Uh, but it's being elusive for me for some reason. Why? Why is that, dude? I think that when I when I hear that sound, the, the Hammond organ sound. I mean, I know a lot of bands are using it now in terms of like. Uh, I think Aventasia has used it recently too in, in some bits and pieces. And sometimes I really I I, I want, you know one of the things I like is um, use of keyboards and metal and in, in interesting ways and stuff. Sure. And some, and I'm starting to worry, and I'm not saying that Arjun is uh, or Aryan is uh, guilty of this. I'm starting to worry that the Hammond sound is going to be overused at some point, at least for me, to where I'm like, oh man, another band's doing this. Um, I don't know. I kind of miss a um, a chirpy '80s synth sound. It's kind of maybe, like maybe that that's too. why I like Night Flight so much, is because they they seem to like as they've gotten deeper and deeper into their albums and their, their fictional band is progressing through the eighties, they have gone into like a Van Halen synth mode. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I like that. Like I, I've been totally into that since uh dark wave, since pop stuff recently. Yeah. Um, like the, the, the host album that just came out, um, the new Depeche mode album is really good. A bunch of stuff like that. I've been diving back into some bands that I've missed. And then I've honestly, uh, Depeche Mode has always been a favorite of mine, but I've never been like, I'm going to listen to every single Depeche Mode album in, in its entirety. I sort of started that recently. I've started on the very first album. You know, you bringing up Depeche Mode, you should check out this band called Grave Pleasures. Yes. They have a new album that just came out. That I've been listening to this yes, a lot. I have too. And I was like, man, I, something about this. I like so much. Yes. Yeah. So that, that music style has been, um, in my mind recently. Uh, I would love to go see Depeche Mode. They're coming here in October. It's like the Toyota Center. Tickets are really expensive, but I've never seen yeah. them live. Um, if you, if you, uh, there's a podcast that's called Smartless. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, no. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's Will Arnett and Sean Hayes and um, Jason Bateman. 
they they do this podcast together where only one person on the show knows who the guest is each week, hmm. and then they bring them on. It's a really cool uh, a shtick. But the last episode was Dave Gahan and Martin Gore from Depeche Mode. That's cool. Really great episode because uh, Sean Hayes and Will Arnett were fucking fanboying out on them like hard. It was it was it was cool to hear like celebrities like fanboying on a band. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but they were really really smart. Really. Um, Really, it was a really great episode. If you want to check out, check it out. Um, of course, after you listen to this episode, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been really getting into that kind of stuff recently. But going back to um, this Aryan uh, Lucanson's uh, supersonic revolution, um, it's it's very very interesting uh, project, I guess. Um, you've heard one track. What did you think of it so far? Um, I mean, it, you know, that the Earth, Wind, and Fire cover was the Earth, that was interesting. Um, do you want to audible and play that instead? I mean, that's up to you, man. No, 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 no. This is Aryan is your call. I'm not going to interfere with. I mean, you know, maybe I have to be in that mood to hear that sound. So I'm I'm the wrong person to ask about this right now, because I'm like something about that. It's just it's not clicking with me right now i guess i'm not in the headspace for it um so yeah i don't know i mean this is an interesting project by him i i like how he's able to and don't get me wrong if you're a, a aryan fanboy like me it still sounds like a fucking aryan album it it has all the same elements that you are expecting it's not completely like oh he's doing like an alice cooper album or a 70s prog rock album which it is but it still has elements that he's known for um the the way he structures songs and the melodies and all that kind of stuff you know what i mean yeah so you know what i i am gonna i am gonna audible again we are gonna play the cover song we're gonna play fantasy which is what we heard earlier and this is a fantastic version of this song um of course original earth wind and fire version but uh, he makes it its own, and it's such a such a killer track. So let's get into that. Let's get into fantasy from the golden age of music. This is Aryan Lukinson's Supersonic Revolution. <laughs>
are back to the show with Fury and Allegiance. We've returned. Um, that is something from the brand new Cloak album, Black Flame Eternal. Holy crap, dude. I've heard a tr- couple tracks from this album, but that, that song fucking yeah. blew me away. That's fucking really good. It's a great, it's a killer. great album. I, I've been kind of addicted to this album since like, I heard it a week ago. It's a uh, black and thrash to like the the nth degree, like just some of the 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 like that piano interlude and stuff yeah. on that track. Well, yeah, and, and it's really good. And all along the in that piano thing, and the, all along the edges, there's this gothic paradise losty kind of texture going throughout the album that really is like I think glues it all together. I mean, yeah, that's why I hear I hear, I hear like. Like 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 the textural things of Paradise Lost and Tribulation, kind of the the catchiness of Tribulation with some satiricon aggression and the riffs like early two thousand satiricon. I don't, it's a, such a uh, it's sort of like right up my alley for what I want to hear from black metal right now. Yeah. It's I mean apart from like classic stuff like Immortal, but like yeah, I mean this is I, I this album just really has captured my attention and um and and i didn't realize that they had been around for a couple years already have two more albums out so i need to go back and listen to those on their their last album we might have talked about them just previously yeah yeah Yeah, but i i need to go and check them out again yeah i haven't uh i haven't checked out this full album i definitely will yeah cloak um black flame eternal on season of mist very close in style. Uh, we should have played them with a Necrofire earlier. Yeah. They would have fit really well together. Label mates, right? Label mates. Yeah. Cloak would fit really well at Hills Heroes. I would, I would pay to see them. Live. That would be cool, yeah. Yeah. Do they uh, Do they wear any kind of... Okay, so they... No. No, <laughs> no, no gimmicks or anything? I don't think, I don't think so. No just, cloaks and cloak? Just metal-looking dudes. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, though. Yeah. They could have gone the whole, whole thing and... Had to wear cloaks and yeah. you know covered their faces and all that kind of yeah. stuff. I think the fa- I think they're from Georgia. I think the fact that they exist in Georgia, Atlanta, yeah, it prevents them from doing that. Like, yeah. oh, no, no, it's too hot. Uh, so let's take a like a little detour. Have you been uh, playing anything recently? You playing any games or anything? Um, no, I've been watching playthroughs of games Have on you? YouTube. Yeah, like what? Like I watched, like the other day, I was watching someone do Bioshock Two because I had never played Bioshock oh, Two. Really? Um, I played the original Bioshock and Infinite, but never two. And uh, you know, just random games. I don't know. Um, I have a friend who has a Twitch channel, and so I was like, I, I don't know. I don't really. I, these days, I just I watch people play games more than I actually play them. So, yeah, I could feel that. I am playing two games at the moment. Um, well, three. One on my phone. This fucking Doom, Mighty Doom game on on mobile, so addicting. Hmm. I just hit the like level fifty three or fifty four. I know Dave, my co host on Metal Geeks, is like way ahead of me. Boy. He like hit the level cap and shit. Is it like first person? It's a no. It's a over. It's an overhead. It's an automatic shooter game. Oh, cool. Um. It's really addicting. Um, so you basically just control where your character goes, and yeah. you upgrade your weapons and, and and power up. And it's uh, it can be a grind at points, but it's a lot of fun. That and we just started playing Diablo Four a couple nights ago. Uh, it's something that me and my wife have been playing together at night. Um, 
since we can both play on the same system. Yeah. We were playing last night. She like fell asleep. <laughs> like during or during our gameplay, I'm like, huh, what happened? I was watching someone on Twitch play it. It looks good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of the most metal games out there, man. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Um, Cloak would fit really well listening to <laughs> while you're playing that game. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the new Jedi Survivor uh, game is really good. I've been playing <laughs> that. Yeah. Jedi Survivor. It's uh, the... It's a sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So it's the second game in the series. It's really good, though. Um, sort of, it's sort of, it can be very difficult. A lot of backtracking sometimes. Like, sort of like a 3D Star Wars, Metroidvania, Dark Souls hmm. style oh, game. Oh, wow. Yeah. But it's really good, though. I've, I'll admit, I've had to look up how to get past a couple things online already. I know, man. Just I'm, I'd rather just enjoy the game and not, yeah. to, you know what I mean? I don't care. Um, all right. I told you we going to take a little quick segue. Uh, just go off a little bit. Um, is there any other albums that have been in your playlist that we're not playing tonight? Um, well, I was telling you about this uh, Houston band um, that I just discovered like literally like, a couple nights ago uh, called The Posers. And they put out this album last year called All It Ever Was. Um, these guys, I, how do I describe them? I guess I would say they're like thrash, black and thrash with like hardcore influences. Yep. I heard the track earlier today. It, totally, totally I, agree. I don't know what it is about this album, but I was like, I kind of like these guys. So I'm like, now I'm like, if I, if they play a venue, that's actually like a real venue because they, what they, the reason why I discovered them was because a friend of mine was going to go do like a, a get like a spoken word thing at this place called House of Jay in Houston, which is literally just a converted house in the neighborhood, like near Moon Tower. Okay. Uh, that that part of East was Downtown. It owned by Jay? Yeah. Apparently, this guy named Jay owns this place. It's literally a house, and the garage is painted purple, and they have shows in there and stuff. Interesting. And so this band like plays like these house party shows. Now, when, when I was going to local shows way back when, there were metal shows that were done at houses. Yeah. Up on like the north side, like north of I ten, and you would drive up to this random location, and you'd be like, I guess this is where it is, and yeah, there would be a band playing in the backyard, and. Those were cool, and, and apparently I did this, a show like that one time. I did a I did a backyard yeah. show one time. It and was a lot of fun and for for metal shows. I mean, that that used to be like one, a thing that would happen quite often. These days, I don't think a lot of metal bands no. do that anymore. Pre- people prefer just like a bar or a venue, but these shows still happen. It's just mostly indie bands now. But this band called the Posers, they play a lot of these types of shows with these other non-metal bands. So that has me kind of fascinated of like. They're calling themselves the Posers. Which is the, of course. I, I watched an interview with them, and they were talking about how they used to be in the metal scene. They were um, not metal enough for the metal scene, so they were like, you know what, we're going to call ourselves, you know, people were calling them Posers or whatever, so they called themselves the Posers. The main guy in the band is a student of Marzi's. Oh, really? A guitar student of his. Um, so they're not lacking in any type of, like... Talent. Yeah, talent or yeah. credibility or anything. So, I mean... I, I don't know. The album is just really good, and I was just kind of stunned. I just kind of took a chance on it, and I was like, damn, I need to go see these guys live. So I'm going to be on the lookout for that. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Um, I, you know, I mean, honestly, like, I've been listening, all the new stuff I've been listening to, I mean, it's not all represented tonight, but I've been just listening to a lot of, like, classic stuff. I, like I told you, I was like, when we were at the Halloween show, I've been, I was listening to a lot of Iron Maiden a lot of Judas Priest and like a lot of Halloween, just like old stuff I haven't listened to in ages, 
just going back and revisiting it just for the sheer joy of it, you know? Yeah. So. I've listened to a lot of Judith Priest in my past year or so. Like, I, I, I'm i serious. Like, a couple of days ago, I was listening to nothing but Painkiller all day. Uh-huh. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. nothing but Ron Repeat. Just, oh, here we go again. You know? That's such a great album. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> one of the great metal albums of all time. Um, I wanted to mention a few albums here. Um, the Elegant Weapons album, speaking of Judith Priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you heard this album yet? No. Uh, it's basically... Two members, it's uh, Scott uh, Scott Travis and uh, Richie Faulkner from Judas Priest. Oh, but I heard the couple songs. And uh, Ronnie Romero. The album uh, came vocal. out? It's out, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. Okay. It's called Horns for a Halo. Really catchy stuff. Um, totally different than Judas Priest. It's very uh, modern, you know, hair metal style, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Uh, also, the new cattle decapitation. If you ever thought I would say that, you, I would have given you a hundred bucks earlier. Their new yeah. album called Terracide. I really, I wasn't planning to really get into it or really check it out, but Forge Master Reviews they did a whole um, tier list on cattle decapitation, and when they got to this new album, they were just fucking singing its praises, how great it is, um, and this is what sort of. This was like my turning point from them because I've seen them live before. I'm like, you know, I don't mind grind, uh, you know, a lot. Yeah. But they never really did it for me because um, some of the earlier shit was just sounded horrible. It wasn't good. Yeah. So I just, in my mind, I'm like, all their shit sounds like that. Totally wrong. When like Napalm Death did like, you know, greed killing and got away from all the grind stuff. They still kept elements of it in yeah. their band, but they moved around and did shit but like carcass and stuff like that. Oh um, yeah. Not comparing this cattle decapitation to carcass or anything, but, um, no, I know what you mean. It's really good. Yeah. And you and I feel the same way about grind where it's like, I think both you and I, we sort of like it when it's mixed in with something else. Yeah. It's like, it sits on the periphery of grind, right on the, right on the edge of grind with something else. Yep. You know, I, that I'm the same way, and that's how I feel about the carcass stuff. And and yeah, I mean, when we we were playing the cattle decapitation earlier, I was like, yeah, that's something I could get into. I could you know find myself listening to that. So um, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I wonder how their fans are feeling about it. Uh, it's been getting good reviews. You know, yeah. people are digging it. Uh, I do want to mention a couple other things. Uh, there's this band called Outlaw. If you haven't heard them, they're like sort of black and thrash. Uh, I think you would really dig that. Hmm. Uh, very, there's a lot of progressiveness in in the band too. Um, I have listened to the new Glory Hammer a few times, as well as the new Angus McSix, whatever they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> it's a whole thing. But uh, you know, Glory Hammer is Glory Hammer. I mean, if you dig it, there's nothing to really hate on it. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it, it's, yeah, exactly. It just sounds like Glory Hammer, which, you know, at, at this point is just sort of like, either you want to hear that or not. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> um, we already talked about the new Necrofire. I'm looking what I've been listening to. I haven't, speaking of like my work, I've been really behind on shit. I've listened to the new Metal Church once, the new Immortal, which we might, we'll get into in, in a few minutes. Um, this band Enforced, um, I don't know if you've heard them, uh, really fucking quality fucking death metal, man. Um, hmm. that and the new frozen soul, 
Like they get a lot of hype behind it, but it's actually really good. Yeah, no, Frozen Soul is awesome. Yes. And I've listened to the new Foo Fighters this week. Actually, today. Um, so, it's the new album, like, what's it called? Uh, but Here We Are. Yeah, it's, it's like a white album cover. It's very interesting. Um, Damn, I did not realize that Frozen Soul album came. I just added it to my list. Yeah. Okay. Their, uh, their current drummer in Foo Fighters is Josh Freeze. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, I mean, who's been in fucking everything, you know? Um, I think he was even. Yeah, he was. <laughs> right. You're like, yes, he was. I think Infectious Grooves, maybe, at yeah. one point. Um, Suicide Tendencies. Oh, yeah, Sarsipus' Ark. I love that fucking album. Yeah. Uh, the Art of Rebellion, one of the underappreciated suicidal albums, one of the heavier albums yeah. they ever did in their career. He played on that. Um, Guns, he was in Guns, Guns and Roses. Roses yeah. Uh, Nine Inch Nails. He has a pretty uh, storied uh, yeah. history. Uh, his wiki page says he's got his start drumming in a top 40 cover band at Dis- in Disneyland in 1985. Wow. Interesting. It made sense for them to to hire him as a replacement because Yeah. If if you know, if, I don't know, if you're like a passionate Foo Fighters fan that had a lot of feelings about Taylor, sure. You're you're thinking to yourself, well, how can I replace him? You're getting a well, guy who's like a seasoned professional veteran drummer. I mean, that's it's just like, hey, the show must go on kind of thing, you know? It's not like you're getting a young upstart who no one knows about or anything. So they, they made the wise choice, I think, on that. So. There's other band I wanted to mention. I haven't, I've only listened to the album like once. Um, they're called Orphan Orphans of Dusk. Um, I saw it on some group somewhere, but uh, totally influenced by Typo Negative. Oh, okay. So um, you might want to check that out. The album... Stupid album cover or name is called Spleen. Yeah, but you know, well, that's why that you know that Grave Pleasures thing I mentioned earlier. Yes, I've been. I, I actually, it's on my list. I get typo vibes from them too, even though they don't yeah. sound anything like. You know, it's still that same aesthetic or whatever. So I do want to mention the new uh, Mystic Prophecy is pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, and this band Deaths of Giants that we're going to be playing later in the episode. I've been really digging on that album. But uh, like I said, um, I've been listening to a lot of like dark synth wave type stuff recently, like going back to the Depeche Mode um, discography because I've never done it before. It's always fun when you get to do things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so anything else for you? Um, no, I, I just realized how much stuff I need to catch up on, really. So. I do want to mention uh, a soundtrack to... <laughs> A TV show that I watched that was on Disney Plus, the uh, Muppets Mayhem. That show is way better than it should be, yeah. and the music on it is really fucking good. Um, it, it's it's catchy, fucking like like Muppets as in like Kermit and Miss Piggy. No, 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 this is like the you know Doctor Teeth and the in the Electric Mayhem. Oh, okay. It's all about them. Huh. Um, basically. The uh, record producer tries to get back, get back together to do an album and blah, 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 blah. And of course it's the Muppet. So things go crazy. Yeah. It's exactly what you expect. A lot of fucking, um, guest uh, cameos, uh, like Kevin Smith is in it. People that you would not expect are in it. Like Morgan Freeman. 
<laughs> it's like what? Yeah. Okay, what's he doing here? <laughs> yeah, but it's very, it's very interesting, very good, very cool show. So if you like, you just just like rock music, I think you'll dig the 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 show and the soundtrack too. Huh? So yeah. All right. What's what's next? Um, uh, Jag Panzer. Jag Panzer. Yes. Uh, new album. I don't think it's quite out yet. Um, I have I've had the promo for about a month now. And I've been digging it. Um, um, the new album is called The Hallowed. and actually comes out June 23rd. So we're playing the single from the album called uh, Edge of a Knife. It's not my favorite track on the album, but uh, it's what's available right now as a single. Yeah. Um, I really I really dig this album. Um, I've always been a, a huge fan of the band. And Harry Conklin, man, Tyrant. Yeah, love his fucking vocals. Uh, we mentioned it earlier. I hope this is one of the announcements for Hell's Heroes. I'll be super fucking happy. That would be a good choice. Yeah, but uh, yeah, totally, dude. Uh, let's get into Edge of a Knife um, with the mighty Jag Panzer. We'll be right back.
Oh, it's the war against all. It's time. It is. Uh, new Immortal that album. Was immortally good. It, it was immortally great. <laughs> um, yeah, new Immortal album. Uh, this is the second Demon Oz, you know, like masterminded album uh, since the whole split with Abbott. Um, I, I gotta say, like, because you know, I, I I raved about the the last Immortal album um, that he put out a few years ago, and this one is somehow even better than that one, and I love that album. Is and it, is it just Demon Oz? It's there... I mean, for all I know, like, it's pretty much just him doing everything. I um, scales in it though. Yes, um, I, you know, and the thing is, like, just. Songwriting wise, it makes me the six the, the the I think the artistic success of this album is making me sort of look at the entire history of Immortal in a different way. Where I'm like, I can't deny that Abbott is a great guitarist and his his tone was such a huge part of those early albums, but I don't miss him on these last two Immortal albums. And you figure that such a big personality like that would be, you know, so like missed. But the spirit of Immortal is so up front and center on these two albums. And this one, uh, War Against All, it's 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 just so lean and straight to the point and muscular and just, you know, there's like one instrumental track in there. It's still great. And it's the most fierce immortal record that I can remember, you know, in, in ever, like where there's just no filler at all. Um, is it grim and um, frostbitten? Like, yeah, I mean, it really is, and it really has that feel to it. And it's, it, I would say, this is like maybe my second favorite Immortal album, next to at the heart of winter. Like, and that, yeah. and I feel like crazy saying that, but and when I listen to this, I'm like, yeah, this is exactly what I want this band to sound like. And I, and I got to give Demon as a lot of credit because I was one of those guys who doubted him when I heard that he was going to continue on with Immortal. Like after Abbott left, I was like, what, what are you doing? And and he's just like two albums he has shut me up and like made me realize that he might be more of the um, the songwriting core of this band than abbott ever was because i haven't been that impressed with the abbott stuff like that he's put out ever since he left it just it's just not for me and and, and yeah i don't know it's it's amazing how this is gone it's not how it, i ever pictured it you know happening but yeah i mean this is maybe my second favorite immortal album of all time um, That's, those are some uh, choice words there man yeah i mean I, and the thing is you know and and i have a friend of mine john who he loves immortal and he was one of the guys who went out with me to go see them in san antonio when they played like what 2013 or something in that crazy show but and so he's a very staunch immortal fan and i was like trust me you gotta you know like he, he didn't realize the album is out and i was like check out this album like I, i'm really interested here and he came back and he was just like that like he's like how's he how's he doing this this is amazing so yeah i mean i and i've heard some people grumble about it and go like oh you know like we have these quibbles or whatever and these complaints i don't hear any of that i i mean for me this is damn near perfect for an immortal album so um you know that's just me i know that people have their problems with post abbott immortal but i don't they're not for me so i mean have you heard the new the last abbott album yeah, I mean, I, I don't... It's not bad, but... It's... It, to me, what he's doing is, like, weird heavy metal stuff put through, I guess, an Abbott filter, but it yeah. doesn't seem cohesive or anything, and... 
I don't know, he cycled through a lot of band members and you just sort of wonder, like, what are you doing, dude? And you're like, what's going on with Abbott? Yeah, I don't know. He's taking a bath. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'll have to check this out. I have, I've only heard the track that you've picked for this episode. So I, I, like I said, I'm behind on stuff. I didn't even know the full album was out yet. So. I mean, if, when you're in the mood for something just icy and abrasive, put this on and see what you think. It'll help during the hot summers here in Houston. Yeah. Something completely opposite. Yeah. Maybe I'll save this for, I'm going to go, I'm, I want to go on an Alaskan cruise. Maybe I'll say something <laughs> like this. When you see just, the, just the, yeah. Put on my headphones and jam it, man. Yeah. All right, cool. So uh, we've sort of, since we spent so much time talking about the Halloween tour and some other things, we're going to sort of like keep this uh, episode a little bit shorter. So we've cut out a few tracks here and there. Um, not to really show everybody how the sausage is made, but. Um, which means we have a lot of great tracks that we have picked out for a new episode coming up real yeah. soon too. So we're going to keep on pumping them out. If you guys are still listening, we're, we're here to bring some more metal. And if you have any recommendations of stuff that you want us to check out or play, um, yeah, reach out to us, msrcast at gmail.com, msrcast or that metal pit or was it that metal pigeon, the metal, the metal pigeon. pigeon on all the socials mm-hmm. um come check us out at the metal geeks society page on facebook all that stuff uh, that's where, where we're at we can you know give us a recommendation give us an idea um all that kind of stuff if you want your band played we might even do that we've done it before yeah so, i'm in talks with some uh upcoming interview episodes we just got to work out some details so it'll be cool um local couple local bands as well so looking forward to a lot of cool stuff coming up in the in the near future uh this is will be was this 2023 now doing his 18 years now for this show something like that <laughs> we gotta do something special for the 20th anniversary yeah it's yeah. crazy man yeah 20 um all right so i said everything where you can you can check us out of course uh the metal pigeon.com is where you can check out all of the great uh, the musings and writings that uh, Sean here does. What are you working on right now? Uh, sort of just like recapping the past month and a half because uh, so much new music, the Halloween show, just, um, yeah, so I'm, that should be up pretty soon. Cool. Looking forward to it. I always like reading your uh, your 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 work. So um, we're going to end things on a little bit of a, of a down note here, right? Um, there's this band that I discovered called Deaths of Giant. Um, the album is called Vent- Ventasorg. Um, it's, uh, it's, a, a Norwegian guy. His name is Morten Soboiskogen. Um, I hope I'm not butchering that name, but, um, this is a fucking epic, uh, brutal fucking, uh, doom metal album. Gothic has Gothic metal influences, funeral, melancholic doom, all that kind of stuff. The project it's um is <laughs> it's hard to say, but uh it's written about the loss of his wife to cancer. So it's a concept album built around uh in a semi chronological order of you know, the diagnosis, living with it, her dying, um, you know, post deaths and you know, all that kind of stuff. Um it's it's a really great album. Um, 
it's a it's a beautiful fucking album. Uh, it's it has it's a special mix of like melancholy, heaviness, and some great dynamics that really make this album hit hard. Um, and then the, the you know the the topic the you know knowing what the album is about and listening to the lyrics and stuff like that really yeah gut punch it it, it is a gut punch you know um, but it's a really good album I definitely recommend everybody uh, check out this album uh, so we're gonna get into one track from the album called Distance because uh, this this track is about at one point in their life um, they were living apart from each other. Uh, so this is like about that part of their life when they were in a long distance relationship type of deal. But, um, I, I highly recommend everybody check this out. It's on all the streaming places. Uh, check them out on Bandcamp and, uh, support. Uh, so this is, um, the track distance from the album called Ventusorg from band deaths of giant. Um, as always, we, I guess we have one last thing we have to say. Keep it metal. And this episode, keep it proggy and keep it black metal. Yeah. Very good. All right, man. Thank you uh, for hanging out with us this evening, and uh, we will see you guys on the next episode. Dumon.
Hey, Geekazoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal.